0: are
1: back. Podcast 31. What's the crack anyway, boys? What's the story? What's the crack, Andy, what's how are you? brother? Andy Andy, Andy. All good, all good, all good. Glad to be here. So, right. good well, old Andy, Andy Shepard.
2: Podcast 31. This is going to be epic, Andy. Thanks for coming aboard. Yeah, not a bother looking forward to it. Yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, serious um, cutting edge techniques this evening. Um inflamm and anti inflamm. Yeah. And you're gonna give your two cents on an awful lot of the research that you've been doing yeah. over the past couple of years. Uh-huh. And uh maybe you'll give us a little intro to, to a little bit of what you do and uh, we'll just kinda jump into it. I reckon that's the yeah, way to go. A lot of cool. <clears throat> yeah, so my uh my background, this was, is in physiology and I'm a nutritional scientist, so job title is a condition specialist, so I specialise in reversing diabetes, high cholesterol, um,
0: you name it, childhood epilepsy, all through dietary interventions. Um, master's is in exercise and nutrition science and I'm doing my PhD in uh, epidemiology, which is just the study of disease prevention, so that's
2: what I do. Excellent. Study disease prevention and disease prevention yeah. from all sorts of methods, is it? So rather than treating disease, so how to prevent disease, how to make the body strong, how to make immunity strong, that type of thing, is it?
0: Exactly, yeah, 100%. So my, I suppose my, my own sort of passion is in functional medicine as opposed to, you know, the sort of the, uh, the band-aid therapy, as they call it, So going into your doctor and, you know, you go in and you say I've got psoriasis or I've got stomach cramps or I've got, you know, this.
3: Rash on my skin. They don't. They don't give a fuck where it
0: came from. They just give you a steroid cream and, and, antibiotics and yeah.
2: off you go But you're not getting to the root cause of it. It's like wrap it a piece of cloth around the pipe because it's leaking. You need to get to the root cause and repair it up. So it's more of a functional medicine approach. So getting to the root of systemic information and see where that's coming from. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. And that's that. You've that's something that you've been doing for. I mean, uh, how, many, how many how many years are you looking into that? Sixteen years. A long time. And yeah, you kind And you practice this in your own life as well to an extent? Oh yeah, 100%. So I follow a ketogenic diet which, to anyone who's not familiar with, is a low-refined carbohydrate
1: diet. So cutting out bread, rice, pasta, potatoes and you're eating mostly um, fats and plant-based food. So i follow a ketogenic diet for the last couple of years. Come on, um, and yeah, I'm
3: big into probiotics and all
1: that. I'm mad to ask you about the ketogenic with the um, yeah. with the carb thing. So what what carbs yeah. are allowed?
0: You want it to be unrefined. So when I say when I say refined carbohydrates, you're referring to anything basically that has more than a couple of ingredients and in has gone through a factory and had all sorts of crap added to it. So refined sugars will be in a lot of people don't realise it, but bread, rice, pasta, you've got unrefined carbs in which would be starches, legumes, sweet potato, potato, those sort of things, they're not gonna cause a lot of systemic inflammation but they're still carbs. So the the main advantage with a ketogenic diet is, is when you, like, if you want to lose weight or lose body fat, you know you know the old system of a calorie is a calorie and it's all about calories in versus calories out. That's been proven to be basically straight up bullshit, just really mm. oversimplified um, science. So they, they've proven actually that a diet low in carbohydrate and high in fat, even if you put a cohort of 50 people on 2,000 calories, but you put them on lower refined carbohydrate and high fat, like eggs, cheese, avocado, all that sort of stuff, they lose about 26% more weight than people on a 1,000 calories. So weight loss is not about calories in versus calories out. It's about um, what's known as hormonal optimization. So you're trying to control insulin. And insulin is the hormone that your body, your pancreas secretes when you eat a lot of carbohydrates. So if you get up in the morning, for example, and you have two or three slices of toast or a bowl of porridge...
1: let's say you're not overweight and yeah. and you have, you know, normal figure, or whatever, you will just cause yourself to be inflamed. You will have, you have yeah. pains and aches and you will probably yeah, pull absolutely. your knee playing soccer and, you know. Yeah, uh, like, you won't recover quickly. Yeah, and there's, um, there's, a list of, there's a list of benefits of going on a ketogenic diet aside from just systemic inflammation. So, First of all, you get the reduction in inflammation, which is very, very important. And a lot of people find when they go on a lower refined carb, lower sugar diet is they they lose three or four pounds. All of a sudden they're going, Jesus, I lost five pounds in the first week. You didn't lose five pounds of fat. You lost about three and a half pounds of water, which was being held because you were inflamed. So you get a reduction in
0: systemic inflammation. And, you know, people use the expression, um, Jesus, I first bloated after that pasta or that bread or whatever it is. You're not bloated with air, you're bloated with water because in the same way that you twist your ankle playing soccer and the body draws in water to protect the ligaments as, as a defense mechanism, your gut lining does the same thing. If you eat a lot of bread or anything that humans aren't really supposed to digest, you get a lot of systemic information and the body says panic and it draws in water. So when you cut down on those refined carbs you get that water floods out. That's why people get headaches. It brings out electrolytes as well when you oh. dip, when you give up sugar.
3: Mm. So you'll get a reduction in systemic inflammation. You'll go way longer periods of time without food. You'll get better
0: cognitive focus, better clarity. Um, that's why all the Formula One drivers, FBI hostage negotiators, uh, guys in NASA, and anyone who needs to think on the spot in a split second are all top entrepreneurs. They're all put on ketogenic diets because it takes down systemic inflammation in the gut, which you know is
2: connected by the vagal
1: nerve
2: to the brain so if you've got information in the gut you've got information in the brain and all over the body all over the body they're all connected all 100%. so uh, what, what kind of foods are you talking about Andy in the ketogenic I was going to
1: say yeah, that yeah, like like it, give it, us well, a list there now of like strict, give us your top your strict kind of best <clears throat> even if you're a vegetarian as well let's say what are the options You know, let, let's hear it yeah sure go so for I, I go through a typical day on a, on a keto And give us a time frame as well. Uh, Sorry, no for interrupting before you start. Are you are you doing a are you doing a form of intermittent fasting kind of thing with it as well, or yeah yeah I'm big into
0: intermittent
1: fasting. So 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 give us us it all. So give us it all. Like your day to day. So Um, yeah. that just revolves around refined carbohydrates, bread, rice, pasta, scones,
0: everything serious. So I I tend to go for eggs in the morning, so I can have um, have two eggs and, you know, two rashers or something like that in the morning, and the issue, you know, most people when they hear that, they go, what about cholesterol, and and I come to that in a while, that's been debunked, the link
1: between dietary fat intake and blood cholesterol levels. But, uh, so I'd have two eggs and nice. two rushes in the morning uh, I might have a Bulletproof coffee Have you heard of Bulletproof coffee? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah We've heard all of them We've, I, done, we've I had done it a, I had a session of Bulletproof coffee yeah, yeah, we were doing that for a long time there um, Yeah, it's mad isn't it, the before, get off it is crazy. before training as well and stuff like that You know, messing around um, with it like, Yeah, mad It's insane man I, I find it great, i doing research You get
0: kind of four or five hours straight without, uh, yeah. without
1: getting uh, uh, I can imagine. Coffee yeah, coffee. you get and you get soaking of into it as well, like almost creative. Oh, you get a serious flow stage,
0: yeah, and bulletproof coffee for anyone who's not familiar with it is um is mixing a, a tablespoon of coconut oil and a tablespoon of
1: Kerrygold butter into a black coffee and blending it. It sounds weird, but it tastes like a a latte. Or something. it does. A, it tastes delicious. It's the yeah, ultimate. T- please, yeah. It's the like, ultimate concoction. Oh, it's yes, lovely, yeah, and you, you get really full from this. but also it sends them, um, it's called metabolic signaling. When you flush your body with one particular macronutrient, it sends a signal from the brain, from the hypothalamus, saying this is the energy source I want you to seek out. So your brain is automatically seeking out fat. So
0: you can go four, five, six hours without food because when dietary fat runs out, it just metabolizes body fat. But there's um, what's really interesting is it multiplies the half-life of caffeine by six. So that's why you'll notice you get a real buzz off it because the MCT interacts with the caffeine and you get a half-life of about six hours, seven hours. Mad. So you feel like you're wired for a few hours. Yeah, yeah. Really. yeah.
3: So back to, the, back to the day. So eggs eggs and avocado, eggs and salmon or eggs and bacon, something like that in the morning. Um, typically, if I've got a snack, I'll have something like maybe dark chocolate
0: over 85% or Brazil nuts or something like that. For lunch then, I'd normally have um, chicken, bacon, avocado, salad or something with greens and added fat and meat. It can be as simple as that. Uh, Bitter then would be maybe ribeye steak, broccoli, asparagus, Kerrygold, butter on it um, That's kind of it, you'll find your appetite reduces a huge amount anyway so yeah, Snacking is really is, is really an issue
1: Yeah, and obviously then you would be like soups and all this kind of stuff And if you were to intermittent fast, uh, what kind of time frame would you be interested in? Or what are you doing? If I, if, um, it, it depends,
0: so I mean it, you, you work your way up to it but What's really crucial and what a lot of people don't get is intermittent fasting should be easy. People hear intermittent fasting and they go, Jesus, that means going 12, 13 hours without food, I'd be starving. If you're starving, you're doing it wrong. So
3: to to, to get yourself to a point that you want to do intermittent fasting effectively, you have to become what's known as fat adapted or keto adapted, which means you're... You can get by
0: no butter on a lower amount of carbohydrates during the day, typically defined as below 100 grams a day. So, if, if you're going intermittent fast, make sure you're doing a low
1: carb, high fat diet or a ketogenic diet for a few weeks. And then it becomes a doddle Like, I get to a point where mm. I could do a 48 hour fast, not a butter. Nice. Like without, without even uh, eating yeah? food. And, oh, yeah, not a butter. And train during the day a couple of days no so problem. That's but crazy. When man. you're working your way up to that, you, what, you typically do a kind of a 60, 14 to 16 hour fast, which is. Finders will say your last meal at last or at 7 eight pm and then eating again the next day at twelve. Yeah, yeah, that's nuts. Um, brilliant, yeah. brilliant stuff. I, I love it. I very interesting as well. And the yeah. uh, if you don't mind, just jumping right into the uh, the benefits of intermittent fasting, why you're doing yeah. that, and what it's going to do right Not now panic. as you're as you're fasting. Yeah, not a bother. So the, the thing with intermittent fasting is, um, well, first of all, when, when you're fat adapted, you will get accelerated weight loss. That's one of the main things. And um, probably the most, and the reason you get more
0: weight loss is because when your body defaults to burning fat as an energy source, in the absence of food, it will go to that. It will burn that first. And that's why when you're fat adapted and your body knows that it can survive on the eggs and that sort of stuff, what happens is after you go three or four hours without food, your body doesn't say, can become more, more carbs quick crave stuff, it transitions into burning body fat, so the longer you will load up to go on
1: Just to repeat that there once more, for people who are listening to this, because this is a part yeah, you know, of the podcast yeah. where people should kind of have a yeah, I'm gonna yeah, listen absolutely. to that. Yeah, you know, yeah. you kind of forget uh, when you're listening to stuff. I do it myself, so just basically go back into there. The benefits of basically this fasting fighting cancer. You were basically saying. Yeah. There. Don't worry.
0: workers for example they live on average 8 to 12 years less than your average person and that's not because they're up during the night it's because they're eating during the night and mm-hmm. the body is awake when it shouldn't be it's not in its optimal state of functioning so what happens is if you're going through chemotherapy if you're going through something or even if you're not and your body is in a pre-cancerous state um what happens is your body needs cellular repair which
1: just about to say that I wrote down their old world diet. Um, and in front of me, I was going to say that. There, knows was the next thing, is that a, uh, obviously with you know the gadgets of the world and our Wi-Fi and it, we're all guilty of everything, but um, yeah, uh, we we are um sorry no. Sorry no. Um, we're just being interrupted there Some by tears. something. Yeah. yeah
2: one second. There's probably somebody there.
1: Didn't yeah.
2: Sorry though. I don't know why it's twenty-five. Like um, twenty-five <laughs> we're saying. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> serious. I don't know that. Man, we don't know. Don't know. Sorry. 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 Which number is it? In the middle. this is seventeen. Seventeen. Yeah.
3: So it's like this, yeah? It's, it's around seven. here somewhere, man. Oh, I the, can't find oh, the fear. The number is cross, yeah?
2: I don't know. <laughs> Honest to God. Are you here? I just... <laughs> yes I am, but I don't know. <laughs>
3: I don't
1: know to I I don't know am going to kill someone now, I mission. actually have no idea so where funny. the numbers are, he's like, he wants to know, he's like help me, help me, anyway, um, that doesn't matter, <laughs> poor fella, I tell, him I knew, are, I just don't know, you, there's a neighbour's shoes, The neighbours doesn't even know where they are, he's <laughs> <rare>. <laughs> anyway, that's funny, random enough, yeah, no I mean, no sorry, was that my man, <laughs> sorry, yeah, Eh, uh, you shouldn't have opened the door, to be honest. <laughs> yeah,
2: I was going to find him there. Yeah, he could man. have been delivering it here. And right. then he was going to no, walk it. away.
1: No, Laura. Reason, no. Laura ah, would have. Sure. Laura's always
2: ordering pizza. It's fair enough. <laughs> I didn't want you to lose your pizza, that's why. Yeah, yeah. Because he would have walked away. Jesus. Apologies for that, Andy. Nah. Oh, all
1: right, fine. Sure. A serious, funny <laughs> who who it's Who gives a plan of? It's all good. We can, we can
2: not yeah. at all, we keep it all in. That makes it hilarious. <laughs> that makes it brilliant. Yeah, that's what makes it funny. The poor fella's walking around the road.
1: Yeah, well, to be honest, he's not doing his job right. He's when you not. get when you get to the position get where you're sat-nav. supposed to deliver to you ring the person you're delivering to. Yeah. With. Come Can on, I? like. We're not gonna run around the yeah. park for him and look for him. I most. mean they, they can
2: know, come yeah. out to the
1: door, like, you know? I have no problem telling him go fuck himself there and there's no problem with and what he's
2: I say. Like, and I'm not being a bollocks
1: either. We're doing a podcast. I I take the
2: pizza. I'm in the middle of my own. I take business. the pizza, yeah. Yeah. teep him into the face. Yeah. <laughs> take the fucking pizza,
1: though. Oh, yeah. My yeah. Gosh. Give him a leg kick as well as he's getting into the, <laughs>
3: the car. <laughs> <laughs> in
1: just in case he thinks about getting tick. But uh <laughs> yeah it's all good but what we were saying is the old world you're right because like you're talking about intermittent fasting it it ramps up your testosterone it it makes your muscle bigger it makes your body it, it makes your body feel like it's going to warm potentially soon because you're being starved a bit or something's happening that's not normal so this this starvation state is probably very normal would you think, to like, uh, you know, the 50s, the 40s, the 30s, people yep. that fuck all, you know, you be happy to get yep. a fucking apple and during the day, there after your dinner or something, yep. be lucky. Absolutely. I mean, an orange yep. for Christmas, I heard there, like, that was back in the 60s. Yeah, like. so, yeah, that's right, yeah. So, like... Uh, orange for Christmas, that's disappointing Christmas. That's shocking, like, poor, <laughs> poor parents, whoever got oranges for Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love them. <laughs> I mean, they don't hear
3: to say it, and no Yeah, I li- <laughs> but
1: listen, I don't, don't want to go off to the thing, but... So, so, yeah, yeah. so you reckon that like you're, you're we're still in we're obviously in the new world and we're all like whatever why, but if we could just trick the body into feeling like we're in the old world that's Yeah 100%
0: Yeah, and, and what people forget all the time is they go ah yeah but that was back then but they show conclusively that our our bodies, our, our body structure in terms of the human body as a microorganism and, and, our, and our metabolism and enzymes and stuff that hasn't changed a bit we're eating complete shit and expecting the body to know what to do with it so like going prolonged periods of time without food and fasting makes the body think that there's no more food coming so it goes into overdrive repair and like you say you get increase in testosterone you get an in- increase in glucagon and igf1 and all of the in all the muscle building uh, hormones so and, and you get a reduction in inflammation and um, you get more insulin sensitivity the human body just does crazy shit when you when you intermittent fast so it's, it's a
2: really, really good state to be in. It, if you put two groups side by side and both bodybuilders and you get one group who intermittent fast and the other group don't, you get 14% more muscle mass in the group that intermittent fast. Mad. That's so serious stat. That's so nuts. It's, yeah, so I mean, it's, it's crazy, yeah. And it, is this well recognised, awesome. no, Andy, yeah, kind of, no, in, uh, in academic circles? Is this pretty well recognised in areas of study and understood by, by many, like, re- reviewed, like, journals and oh not yet like
1: I'd say it's only getting oh, yeah, there that. is
2: it oh no it is it, get, yeah. I'm thinking is, is it very is it is it kind of at that level now or is it is it behind as in like recognised well, amongst doctor, academic peers
1: doc, Dr. Rhonda Patrick is doing yeah. huge work with it you know she's all yeah Rhonda Patrick is man she is fucking amazing love yeah. Rhonda Patrick yeah totally Oh, in we're hooked in her from, well, uh, Dr. Sachin Panda is with AVC yeah as well, Darren could like doctor Ronda Patrick is my, she's my fucking nerd crush. And oh she, man, we have a secret love for her as well, to be honest. We're actually, what, I'll uh, tell you, now, man, once we get this studio thing sorted, which is actually in the works, we're going to try and get some people on properly, man. You, man, know, you should bluff it if she's coming over here for a holiday just after on. Totally, oh, yeah, we yeah. to get her on yeah, the Lord, phone first. No, gonna to we're we're going to get, get Wim Hof as well, we're going to get a lot of them. Um, yeah. We uh, that's the next thing I was gonna to say to you, but we have like as we're on the kind of same thing doing fast and muscle building, or you know, uh, yeah. like fighting all this. Let's just dip into the whole ice bath thing there. What you think of that? Sure. What's your take uh, on or, ice baths, cold uh, therapy all that? So high, high, hypothermic conditioning, where you're exposing yourself to cold. That's, that's um. It's again. It, so if you expose yourself. Plant-based foods uh, cold or heat actually hyperthermic conditioning in the soil as well. They all they all sure. produce what's known as yes, hermetic I stress know. response. Nice. So when you when you go through something that the body feels is challenging, that, that's actually why vegetables are good for you, because the um, the chlorophyll molecule, which is, it, within within the chlorophyll molecule is a
3: um, something that causes a hermetic stress re- response. In the plant, it causes insects to go away. It stops insects. Acts oh, as yeah. an insect repellent. That's what's good for the human body. It's not just that veg is good for you for vitamins and minerals. It causes a hormetic stress response which teaches the body to grow stronger. I never
1: knew that. nuts. ice baths, That's nuts. That is ice baths absolutely nuts. do the same thing. Ice baths do the same thing. They do
3: exactly the All same thing. Right. Yeah, exactly.
1: And they, heat they as well. And heat. For the same reason.
3: Oh yeah. Oh big time man. There's a massive amount of literature going uh, around hyperthermic conditioning.
0: They're showing now that if you get a group of athletes, they've got a group of 50 athletes, and they got them running, say for example, five k three times a week. They got another group of athletes, and they got them running for ten minutes, but so put them in the sauna for twenty minutes, and they
1: got exactly the same VO two max in both groups. Jesus! So they were doing exactly less. The same. They were doing less, but they were getting the same results. Way less, yeah. yeah. So you've got the same thing when you when you put your body into a sauna. You've got the high performance conditioning comes about because you get something known as heat shock protein. So mm. the body basically
0: gets um it kind of gets a fright and it tries to get the oxygen out of the air and it like your resting heart rate will go up to 160 170 once you get past about the 15 minute mark and it becomes a bit of a workout for your body
3: so it tries to get the most amount of oxygen it can out of the air when there's no oxygen there so it's similar to altitude training
0: so you end up having a stronger vo 2 max it prevents cancer reduces your blood pressure and it causes
3: a hermetic stress response whereby the body has to spend a couple of hours
1: recovering from it and what the body does to recover is it gets stronger so bit so so let me um just touch on a couple of things then because I think I've done a bit of this as well. I I I just love all this stuff. Have a but, hot bath uh, every day. But yeah, shoes is mad into he he, he tries to imitate the sauna in his bath. He makes like a hot bath too much, too yeah. hot. Thirty
2: five minutes in the bath.
1: Probably thirty five yeah. to you know whatever degrees. Yeah. But but uh, I I find that you're probably going to back this up as well here. Let's say you have skin problems. And yep. you haven't figured out yet that it's probably related to diet or whatever. Sure. And you're getting a bit of eczema or maybe something similar to it. It's not bad yep. yet. Yep. You know, the, the heat would irritate that, you know. So, like, you're, like, doing your hot shower and you want to do the hot shower. You don't want to do the, the cold shower or the ice bath. But, like, the yep. cold is a big one for that because it makes the makes the skin want to yeah, re- it retrieves, I suppose, away from the skin, the inflammation, when yeah. it gets to cold. Yeah. So would you just explain that, why it would be good for people with skin problems <clears> to do some cold shock? Yeah, cause, so anything that takes down systemic inflammation and, and
0: makes the body stronger will we'll, we'll get rid of those sort of skin problems. So, for example, the, well, yeah, the heat one can be tricky because you're going to irritate it a bit more if you're going into a sauna three times a week for 20 minutes. The, the first thing I do if I had skin problems like that, and we get a lot of patients into our clinic who have... Um, and psoriasis, and I would say close to 70 or 80% of the time, people who go on a low-carb, high-fat or ketogenic diet um, and eat enough fibre will reduce that systemic inflammation and they get a reduction in. That skin problem is not an issue with your skin. Your, your skin is just a messenger. Your skin is a reflection of what's going on internally. So it's not a skin problem. It's, it's a microorganism problem. It's, it's a problem usually derived
1: from the gut. So that what happens there is, is if you eat a diet high in sugar that's got very low nutritional value, and especially if you don't have a lot of insoluble fibre, you've got what are known as, um, you, you've got a lot of gut bacteria, so you'll know, you, be... But I'm sure we're quite familiar with all that sort of stuff yeah but no I'm I just loving what you're saying I just wanted to keep yeah, going yeah keep going man. talk about the like, gut bacteria yeah, I, you're, you're saying Dr. Andrew Patrick I'm saying Andy Shepherd. yeah it's you it. know what? yes. Yeah. you're my secret yeah. love lord here Andy yeah <laughs> but uh <laughs> yeah, keep keep but going you've, man. Uh, so you've got stuff called uh, well it's, it's it's technically referred to as gut microbiome or, or gut microbiota so you've, you've basically like a mad status you've got these little cells or, or these little um, bacteria cells in your your gut they survive in the bottom half of your gut um so what happens is they feed off soluble fiber and there's billions of them there there's more gut microbiome cells in your stomach than there are cells in the rest of your body that's so many are in there so Jeez. when you're when you're, you need to feed them and they survive on insoluble fibre
3: and what happens is if you do not eating enough fibre and if you eat shit and you're constantly eating sugary, refined, uh, beige sort of diet that's not real food and hasn't got fibre like fruit, veg and, and nuts and legumes, what happens is the, the microbiome in your stomach panic and they actually start to cannibalise your intestinal wall, your gut lining and That gut lining, then, when that starts to get inflamed and send these pain signals up, that refers, that that ends up in um, cognitive decline, Alzheimer's, Crohn's, colitis, IBS. And you go to your doctor, you say, I've got IBS. Your doctor doctor doesn't, yeah, all those things. Your doctor doesn't say, you know, how are your gut microbiome? Are you eating soluble fiber? He says,
2: here's a cream. That's it. (laughs) It's like putting a fucking, it's like putting a plaster on it, it just doesn't do anything, doesn't get to the root cause. That's
1: that's one of the main
2: root causes.
1: Reactive
2: rather than proactive.
1: Does it does it fru- yeah. does it frustrate uh like the level of your expertise now and Dr. Ronda Patrick, it must frustrate you like thinking of a GP giving someone advice and knowing it's shocking. You it know, might be fucking ballistic, man. I, I, uh, I guess uh, You're probably you're probably thinking the like calcium, no, like a GP would tell someone to have more milk and their cereal if they want more yeah, calcium yeah. Like, do you know? Yeah, yeah. No, you get to uh, you get some mad advice, but listen Going to your, like, you, you get a pain in your back. You don't go to your mechanic because the guy hasn't had more than a couple of hours in learning about back issues. It's the same
3: fucking thing with your doctor. We hold them in high esteem. A doctor is, and I have a couple of buddies who are doctors, they're mm. medical experts. They're, as one of my buddies said, MD could stand for mere doctors because they're experts in prescriptions, and that's it, not root causes. So yeah. if, if you want to know something about nutrition, go to a really good nutritionist or a functional
0: medicine practitioner or a dietitian. Don't go, go to your fucking doctor who got two hours out of seven years of, of, of training
3: on nutrition. Yeah. Doctors know about as much on nutrition as... as I don't know, a mechanic, literally, literally,
0: there's no point asking them something about diet, and they don't have the time to stay up to date with the, the recent research. Like I, I worked with a doctor, and the doctor used to come in to me and say, here's the symptoms the patient has. Could it be related to diet? And I'd say, yeah, take them off that medication and send them to me. And, and that's, like I'm talking, blood pressure, cholesterol, Crohn's, colitis, IBS, childhood epilepsy, ADHD,
1: you name it, you can cure with diet, and, and in a relatively short period of time. And uh, it's great to hear. It's, it's unreal. It's unreal. And I, I'm just going to kind of throw a couple of things out there now and see what sure. you say. See what you, say. Uh, you know, you've, you're training a lot. You've made it to loads of training over the years. That's why we're such good buddies. Yeah. Um, sure. We don't have to go into that. But uh, basically, you're training a lot. You've got knots. You're stiff. You know, you're kind of, you're, you're doing maybe a bit more than what you should be doing. You, you are yeah. eating good, but maybe you could be doing better, a bit more ketogenic, maybe a bit less of the inflammation stuff. And, um, yeah. you know, wh- what's the advice you give someone? Like, hard ball on the ground, maybe warm up really well, try, try start doing the ketogenic, try figure yeah. out the carb uh, dosage of what you can and what you should have. And, you know, like. The- all, all of the above. So, so the, the ketogenic diet is suited to, like, absolutely anybody. So, so like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say, like, you know, I suppose
0: probably the only. Activity that you, you wouldn't thrive on on a ketogenic diet is sprinting or anything that's a very, very explosive. Um, that's about it because a lot of people have it in their heads that to burn fast you have to go hard as you can into the highest heart rates and spitting and zumba and explosive stuff so like
3: kickboxing. But actually, if you monitor the fuel usage through something known as indirect spirometry, which is where you put a mask over someone's mouth, you see them on them on treadmills and yeah. videos and they're mm. checking, you know, it's 50 cents
0: into the video, all that stuff. So I, know, that's so that's I so that, that's, that's checking exactly. where, um, where, where your fuel consumption is coming from. Are you burning fat? Or are you burning carbohydrate? And what a lot of people don't understand is, in the lower heart rate and in the lower um, register of your VO2 max, you're burning fat as your primary fuel. When your body needs really quick explosive fuel, you burn carbohydrate. So if you're in a spinning class or clay box and, and a lot of it is explosive, you're not actually burning fat, you're burning carbohydrate the vast majority of the time so for explosive
1: anaerobic and um, isometric or plyometric activities like that you need carbohydrates so you don't want to go really really low that's great advice no idea. sorry no for interrupting I'm just going to say yeah no you're ok because you know the way there's a lot of MMA and, and Muay guys listen to what we were thrown out there you know so yeah, yeah. Um, like, it's great that you're saying that now because we don't want any confusion if you're a Badass like sparing twice a week and not anyone yeah. feeling lightheaded, you know, so so carb up if you're going on explosive nights and if not, yeah, so if not, ketogenic Exactly, so what, what i normally do is, um, when I'm working with like ultra endurance athletes and stuff like that, so because ultra endurance athletes like cyclists and people are running marathons and I, I worked with someone there recently it who's it was, uh, done the have you ever heard of the Moab 240? Yeah Up the, is this the yeah. mountain thing they run the mountain yeah, 240, 240, miles, 240 miles. miles 3 days yeah. Eric oh so he's, man he's, he's training for that. lunatic but uh, he's, um, he doesn't need many carbohydrates because when he's fat adapted his body will use fat as his primary energy source so you've got like 45 000 to 60 thousand calories depending on your, your body fat percentage of energy from fat, visceral fat and, and adipose tissue, so you're going to burn that, that will, that will last you for days, but if he has an explosive element of that, he'd need carbohydrates, so he's grand to be fat adapted, he doesn't need to carb up, people running marathons don't need to carb up, like i go out and do um, 8, 9, 10k without having eaten from maybe 4 o'clock the day before, and because you're fat adapted, it's not a bother, you'll you tear through it, but when you need to sprint, you need glycogen in the muscles to fuel anything in the top 10% of your VO2 max. So a fat adapter
2: won't do when you go there. So just just a small bit, like so, a sweet potato or something like
1: that would do. Better. That is. So what so, you're saying is, so when you when you're bringing the heart rate up to that intense place, where you might potentially yeah. to defend yourself, let's say something like that, even uh, run away, yeah, exactly. you know, maybe save someone like swimming or something like that. You will actually yeah. use this part of your your body that uh, ramps up your muscle, and it actually takes whatever carbs are inside you instantly. Correct. Yeah, so you have kind of four to 600 grams of glycogen as kind of the max capacity, depending on how much muscle mass you're carrying. You have anywhere from four to six hundred, six hundred and fifty grams of glycogen. Glycogen is the stored formula, if you've heard of glucose, which is the broken down version of carbohydrate. And glycogen
0: is when that's stored in the muscle. You eat carbohydrate, it stores some of it in the muscle. Anything that's extra outside of that, which is only a tiny amount you need, um, is, is, is remains the glucose and causes an incidence by causing you to get fat. But you'd still need four or 500 grams of glycogen, so a, a bit of carbohydrate, but way less than you think. So where this is really interesting is, if you get someone who's a cyclist, and all, all the cyclists they work with say the same thing, they go on a low-carb diet, and I say to them, did you notice any difference in your cycling? And they say, yeah, I 18 minutes off my best time, which what? was 20 years ago. Uh, oh yeah, big time, 18, 19, 20 minutes. Jeez, and
3: this is only like three
0: or four weeks in. And I'd say to them, right. what, part did, what part of your cycle did you notice got better? And it's always the same answer. It's always my sprints. I'm leaving people for dead on my sprints. And the reason that happens is, if you think about it, if your body knows no different, right, you've got two primary energy sources, carbohydrate and fat. Mm. And if your body thinks that it can only run on carbs...
1: So you're actually staying strong. Nice. Exactly. So it keeps the glycogen in the tank and it says, we know we use this when
0: we really need to use it. We're not going to waste it on this lower heart rate stuff because we're used to burning fat all the time. So it burns body fat all the time. You get to the hills and it's like
1: you've had, you have every single bit of carbohydrate for that sprint then. That's unreal, man. Such information. You could totally apply that to Thai boxing as well. I know Thai boxing is explosive and all that, but you know when you're sparring and you're trying to pace yourself and then you could... Like, you know, you could see how the ketogenic with restricted carbs, you could yep. de- definitely get away with it. Like, you know, I suppose. Oh, no, two bananas would be off. Yeah. Of the
0: keto.
1: yeah, brilliant. That's Rose, so I much. know Paul Daly is ketogenic, the... Uh, the, what, the oh, yeah. Yeah, he's some beast yeah. as well. He's some no, no, beast. He's he um, and crazy. Yeah, man, I'm just going to twist it slightly there, and I just want to hear your take on uh, St. Pierre. Uh, mm-hmm. uh vers versus uh Bisbeeing and we've just have to talk uh, about all that as well, like and uh worst of all, what a fucking UFC. Wasn't it the best oh, ever? My god, my jaw dropped Joana getting KO'd by Rollins
2: on oh. the unit. And uh,
1: PG did a shot coming back and get dropped in the first round. I know G S B four years a fire chokes out Michael Bisbeen. What a no. man. He is, what t- a legend. I tell you one thing, he is some tactician, isn't he? See the way he oh, gave. See the way nick. he gave him one punch before he went for the neck. It was just like just to yeah. get him thinking, you know. It wasn't even yeah, that hard. Good. He just he, It was all precisely done by uh, your man uh, John Danaher. Is that his name? Yeah, uh, that's right, John uh, John Danaher. John. Yeah, D- D- Danaher. Danaher. What's it called? Danaher something. He's got this thing going now where they're like becoming the most lethal guys. Uh, yeah, but
3: he's like.
1: He never he never stopped training For that four years he was doing gymnastics, he was doing conditioning, he was doing the VO two tests every
3: couple of days. Like, he never stopped training. He was he
1: was never retired in his head. Do see the stuff he was, ah, he doing? was fucking phenomenal? Do you see the stuff he was doing in the lead up there? The the build the video actually before he came out was showed a bit of it, I think. You know, he was like doing the reflex stuff. You know, like yeah, not the, the water in the in the With the party. kettlebells and all yeah, right, yeah, that kind of stuff. that's epic. And you know what? Hey, um, sorry, go on. It, Oh, man, it or- is or- or- head kick in the man. <laughs> Oh, my it was God. Sick. Yeah. It was sick. Yeah. sick, and only fell off the coach by watching it. <laughs> 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 and come here. There's a lovely sense of um, kind of being humble amongst the fighters. There was like there was a couple of McGregor's coming up to it, you know, a couple of like Bisbee was playing the card. You had Cody was fucking whipping out the, the knockout video that he had, and yeah, yeah, you know yeah, like yeah, Rose yeah. was all quiet, like she didn't even want to be there. And Joanna oh, was, was being Joanna was a psycho like with the whole boogie woman stuff. Yeah. That was unreal.
3: Um, I'm gonna take your
1: soul. I'm gonna ta- take your soul from you, and, and I'm gonna watch you die. As what you were listening to, her. and Roseanne and Eunice was praying. She was just saying the Lord's prayer. Yeah, it was literally unreal. <laughs> it, yeah, it, it, exactly. it was actually it like the devil fight. versus the God. Like it was, was crazy. It was really like. she was like possessed. When she when she was going full on, you know the way it is in the fight game, Andy. Uh, You'll go full on um, reptilian mode, trying to yeah. psych the other person yeah. out. <laughs> And, yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. and, and you think when game time comes You're not going to go like that at all But it's very hard to turn off that uh, Emotional um, Snap That you shouldn't be triggering You know, you should be always calm when you're fighting You shouldn't be uh, going for yeah, fight or flight well, But it's human nature that you don't And when you, um, especially if you get any bit uh, if, you, if
0: you get very very nervous And let nerves take over man. I remember being fight in the gym there And just
3: Drilling
1: the same stuff over and over again, and then watching the fight back and going, "What the fuck was it? Like stuff that you would never do, yeah. even in sparring and stuff." And you know, some days you, you are yeah, not well. Yeah, we're sure. all guilty of it. Jesus, this is it, and this is what makes it all so hard when you're trying to perfect it and get better or whatever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, but these champions, like Rose, I know She's one twenty five. Uh, ch- yeah. No, one fifteen. My apologies. One fifteen yeah. champ. Um, I, I'd say there's probably going to be no rematch because she's now going to be like this kind of thing where they're going to push her like the way they push McGregor. Yeah. She's like... Yeah, she's going to be the new She's going to be the new cash go for you. Yeah, they, they need to have a couple of them as safeties just in mm-hmm. case people get injured. Um, I find that... Uh, I was wondering what you think of this. St. Pierre's videos, they were epic, weren't they? And I, I was getting... Just his videos about leading up to you know, the episodes of you the know, and t- and yeah, the training and all that. And like, I found it, you know, the way McGregor does that kind of stuff, but uh, yeah. G- GSPs just look better, are not they? For some reason, it's just, it just he always he did it, it. he always he stuff, like it's all like that, that sort of um, all, the, all the explosive anaerobic stuff, all the the fact that he they, they check in the respirometry and everything, so they check. Where when he's burning fat, when he's burning carbs, they, they, they do biopsies on his muscles to see how much glycogen he's got. Like it's crazy scientific stuff. That is know. unreal, especially from you know, believe. saying that. You know that's oh, mad. It's, so man, it's crazy. He's uh, he's a, what age is he? He must be late. 30, 30, he's thirty six. Thirty six. Thirty six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah thirty six. Is, is it thirty eight? Sorry, thirty eight. Is it? No, yes, I, I thought it was 36, see? to be honest, I thought oh, yeah, it was 36 years I think Bisping is 38 and Pierre is 36 Yeah, Bisbee like, is 38 Bisping, yeah. uh, to be, no, let's let's just say this though on Bisping's part, I have to say this To be fair to Bisping, alright, he has one eye that's blind <laughs> He Same here yeah. He's
2: not blinded, is he? He is, yeah. He's blind, isn't he? Yeah. I thought it's just. I don't think I think it's just damaged. I thought it was. You well, know, I, I, uh, I, uh, I, I know it's damaged, and I know he's uh, fucking what
1: you uh, call it. Yeah, I, I tell you know, that. like he's got, he's got a very low percentage Jeez, in that eye, and uh, when you, when you have that kind of uh, effect <clears> when you're fighting, <throat> you know the way it is, no? And you've been in the ring loads of times. You, you need full peripheral vision, preferably. You need yeah. everything. You need your, you know, all-around job. You. you need to be able to focus in on something. And if someone can take advantage, let's say, of the corner of your left eye or your right eye, I think it's his right eye, um, yeah. with a hook even, uh, or yeah. even, you know the way you do a jab cross, you'd slip the jab and you catch him with the cross, with the with the right yeah. hand. Like, some of that was going on with him and Freddie Roach, and, you know, the way they were catching each other. Was, like, St. Pierre was catching him with overhand rights every time he'd miss and at the start. So, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and St. Pierre said it. He even said it at the end when Joe interviewed him. Like, he mentioned that uh, he knew that he had a bad side. Like, he said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, St. Pierre actually well, said it. How did he say it? He <laughs> said it nicely. He said it very well. He said we had a plan for. Oh, uh, uh, yeah. We had a plan for for Michael Buzz being. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but yeah. Th- to be fair though, not to take from St Pierre's performance. Do you know what I mean? it yeah. was, like, was
2: clinical though, wasn't it? It was uh, just uh, he uh, took uh, him
1: apart completely. I think the um, the fact that he came back is just insane. He looked a small, but oh, ring- he looked a small but ring rusty in the second round. But he, he did you watch the did MMA order or with Arianoani? <laughs> I didn't. Uh, it's an interesting no, I didn't see it, no. It's an interesting interview, he comes on and actually sits down with him in the, in, in the studio and he has a chat about like how he felt in the rounds, and yeah. uh, it was cool, like he said in the second round, like he won the first round, uh, it was kind of back and forth a bit, but he won it in the second round, then he felt um, that Bisbing knew what to do, because they were training for bisbee coming at George, and yeah. Uh, just, you know, training them down and getting them, like, and, and giving it to him because he's bigger. So then, yeah, second, yeah, on, yeah. second round, Brisbane actually started having better footwork than Saint Pierre. Saint Pierre reckons and just kind of did more dancing around and not tried to get him. And Saint Pierre reckons he actually just got tired from it, and he got caught a couple of times because Saint uh, is just so good. He just, uh, he just, he even said he that. Him for- yeah, he even said yeah. uh, he even he said if it. they he even said if they fought again, he goes, I don't know what they win. He goes, It's just yeah. It's, yeah, he said it's on the night.
3: Yeah.
1: He said the coolest yeah, thing like dad, actually. Yeah, he said he, the coolest thing he said is he's one of the best guys in the world ever to be that guy on the night. That's cool, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah Knowing yeah, it as yeah, well. So. Yeah, you know, I he just turn up McGregor's like that as well though you know, shining is, under the lights and, and, and as well Learning from your losses As yeah. well That's a big one with these guys They've all lost G- is, know? G- Who's GSP last yeah, yeah, Ma- time? Uh, Matt Serra and, and, and Matt Hughes And Matt Hughes yeah.
3: And probably DJ yeah, no, Fenners He lost to yeah. Hughes The first time And he was knocked out by Serra TKO by Serra
0: yeah, yeah. Probably one of
1: the biggest Upsets in UFC history Oh yeah the, the, the build up to this was mad. I showed it all. It was brilliant. I was loving oh, Yeah, I, I read his book as well before. Like, So I'm such a fan of St. Pierre. But um, nah, I tell you, no, it's it's been epic having you on the podcast, man. I loved just having your input on UFC as well. It's fucking epic. And just last but, last but not least, TJ and Cody. That was insane. Yeah, My God. Way. If that went on another moment either of them could have been knocked out again. It was just. I have a seesaw stuff, like any, any guy could have been knocked out there, they're splitting hairs like... Yeah, and they were just slugging it out. Yeah. yeah. One thing though, uh, I found, like, you know, from Cody's thing about, like, did you hear about this thing about Chris Holdsworth, where TJ uh, Dillashaw... Knocked, knocked him out in, or what was it, eh? Hey. Need him in the back of the head or something when he was down in the sparring session his career It'd be like you and me fucking rolling now on the ground having an MMA spar and then like the, the yeah, bell goes yeah. and then like you get up and knee me in the back of the head and I'm all cold over it yeah, after yeah, the bell went warm. like you get up and say well done to your man so and yeah. they, they were saying that this is still a when he's training he's a psycho like all the time yeah
3: he's yeah, a so. fucking
1: psychopath like he, he, he needs no, psychos around him so, and as well, your man Holdsworth was, like, one of his best buddies, like, they were doing a lot of jiu he taught, your man Holdsworth's known for his so, that, like, he was teaching the boys yeah. some crazy shit, um, because yeah. so, he's so high level, so, um, so, and if sidelined him, he should be actually fighting now, but he's not, he's sidelined over, so, Cody I was, I think but, it all his career, I think. Yeah, I'd what? say so, yeah, 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 i Yeah, I'd say yeah so. I think so. But, and uh, Cody then, um, snapping, coming up to this, so you could see. Yeah. Back to the emotional thing again. Yeah. You can see how Cody was like oh, all emotion. and in his head, he probably didn't either care how he'd get in the ring or else but he thought did he was dancing.
2: I don't know how emotional he was. I think that he was unlucky to get caught with, you know, I think nah, the show, his hands was clever, are down. That, like,
1: but he fights with his hands down, like. Yeah, but he fights in that emotion, I think. I've you never reckon? seen not yeah. Well, like, you, you well, well his fight, fight with Dominic Cruz maybe was better, but. I thought
2: he was fairly collected, you know, right. like, he just got caught. I thought that he definitely wanted to yeah. knock him out. It's emotion, I don't think there is. Unless you're going
1: to swing him, but I don't think it's just like, no, picking your shots and being able to compose yourself is the way Yeah, I just thought maybe Cody was a bit emotional over the Chris Holsworth thing, you know, I just thought that he couldn't leave it go. He kept saying it and stuff, and kept being very kind of like, you know, and TJ was like, yeah, man, whatever, get over it. I'll see you in the ring." Okay. I didn't uh, yeah, i didn't. I missed some of the yeah, yeah, there was you a bit of... I suppose what I mean is uh, about the emotional thing is that, you know, he was just too connected to TJ. It's different when you yeah. train with a guy, you yes. know? Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You exactly. know, you, you actually know each other, like. So TJ might have yeah, known yeah. that, like, you know, he might have caught him with those kicks, those head kicks in sparring, you know? He would never know. yeah. Know, but it's cool, yeah, maybe. cool enough though, class little, uh, great unbelievable, unbelievable I think yeah. unbelievable.
2: did you watch it live or did you watch
1: the next day or? I watched it. I got up at about 6 in the morning to watch it because it's 6 home, so I couldn't see up on me Yeah, yeah, I know not manage to say, it. that's the best way, get up early, get the last fight, unreal yeah, that's the way it goes, yeah, it's nice, it's great start yeah. to the day yeah, unreal start to the yeah. day <laughs> But. Uh, uh, Savage. Andy, I tell you know, man, we're going to wrap it up there with yourself and we're going no, to, I to say to thanks worry. very much for your help no, and for no, your, your, for your um, explanation about how to control inflammatory in your body versus anti-inflammatory, which is how you help your body. And if you wouldn't mind just last thing with your own expertise, because this is the thing I'm sick of singing about and I wouldn't mind someone yeah. with some serious knowledge backing what I'm saying. Anti-inflammatory drugs are billies, aren't they? They're, they're total bollocks, unless you, like, a short-term couple of days, that's it. Like, they're not complete, a t- Complete and utter harshest. Like, if, you, if wreck you're your taking anti-inflammatory drugs and then your diet is pro-inflammatory, like, you could take probably the most effective anti-inflammatory substance on earth is sodium
2: bicarbonate. Oh, yes! <laughs> I can't believe you brought that Sodium bicarb,
0: turmeric, um...
1: My fibre diet Probiotic foods Like kimchi They have probably 10 times the effect in the longevity Of, I, of can, can I, can I Can I throw in uh, There the, From an old podcast You need to get Some black cracked pepper With the turmeric To get the curcumin yeah, Out of it yes. some, For some reason yep. It doesn't connect To the body Unless you get Some other curcumin From something else Yeah It's a, and it's a coenzyme Co-factor It's cool enough And uh, that stuff yeah. Is so badass To share with people So like I Thanks so much, Wen. It's unreal just to be out there getting the word out and sharing with people Not the knowledge. More, and no one yeah. else has given a, giving a hoot about it. and researching it so that
2: the likes of us can yeah. figure it out and share it and pass it on as well because the podcast yeah, is you know, all friends about friends that too. Yeah, you
1: know? and we're, uh, we're, we're going to ramp it up there now from, t- from now on to 2018. We're going to just go small but more pro. We have some cool stuff coming up there. You might like this actually as an old school, knowledgeable guy. We have a good friend of ours there, Joe Banks. You probably know Joe from organising rounders in Cork and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so Joe Banks is going to be coming on uh in two weeks' time speaking about the old Ogham uh, alphabet the irish uh, um calendar and the ah, yeah. and he's gonna be uh, just explaining about the native trees and the native trees will be like you know the you know the the hazel tree the apple tree the the yeah. uh, the birch tree it goes on there's a big circle of them anyway in the pictures you'll see around yeah, yeah. and you've probably seen these on facebook but this uh he's gonna he's gonna break this stuff down and he's gonna break the health
2: it. benefits of yeah, it yeah yeah the health
1: benefits of it that's why oh, uh, that's, that's why i'm gonna tell you this though so he's got it down to like every tree that has a nut or an apple or whatever he's got it all nailed down to you know the the, the drashian or ecosystem in ireland for the like the ancient people planted these trees deliberately and this was this was you know it's actually might be more northern hemisphere but it looks like ireland anyway native ireland and uh, it looks like this was you know your local Apples from your local trees were the way to get your vitamin C, your pine needles were vitamin C, you know. So it, he's bringing all this back, and he's this guy is like he's such a guru, he's unreal. Yeah, looking forward to yeah. that. It's going to be so I another
2: guy in the front lines, yeah, yeah. You know? and
1: that's going to be probably live with him, I'd say. So we've got a couple of exciting things coming up, and um, we're going to get on to Scott Kelly there from Such a Pitch as well, yeah. uh, in, in before the end of the year, and John Mitchell, we're going to do a small bit of stuff like that. And we'll probably get back to you after New Year again. I'd say. Great stuff, man. Not a If you don't mind. Time. And sure, if you're seven myself, we'll probably give each other a old shout anyway. On the sides, have an old chance. Oh, yeah, man. We'll yeah. yeah, that's great, Andy. Thanks, brother. Very good. Thanks, Thanks very much, man. Andy. Have a good one. Cheers, man. Take care, man. See ya. Bye, now. Uh, bye bye. Bye bye. Poor Andy's probably wrecked. Poor but, Andy's uh, wrecked. Nah, he's not, and he's delighted. Friday night. Delighted with himself.
2: Yeah. But, uh, that was uh, very, very informative. Yeah. There's some stuff there that I learned that I didn't know before. And there's not not a whole pile that I haven't come across. Yeah, And it's it's, Isn't it unbelievable to actually hear it? It's like our
1: very own Rhonda, Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Oh, he and is. And he's like going
2: to be Dr. A- Dr. Andy Shepard once he finishes his PhD. Well, he,
1: he is actually uh, using Dr. Rhonda Patrick as his... Um, to mark her and tutor, yeah, like, like, like his, his direction. Yeah, and he's going to be that kind of. I'd say he'd probably meet her, to be honest. He'd probably eventually meet her in that line of work. Why wouldn't she? You? You'd want to. Yeah. You know, seminars, Certainly. all that kind of stuff. Hopefully, be, we'll have
2: her on. Yeah. Maybe we can get two of them on together and oh, meet. Yeah. You know, we'll all get together yeah. in the studio.
1: Totally. Unbelievable. Yeah. So, um, with that, then, I suppose there's a couple of other things we were going to throw in there. I was going to tell a story. Oh, yes. Just something different, you know? I think so. So, um,
2: stories are great. Stories are good. Yeah.
1: You know, they make your imagination run. Listening is powerful. So, you know, deliberately just want people listening. And uh, I was going to tell a couple of stories, to be honest. Just about the old days Once in Cork. Once upon a time. The old days in Cork. Cork was nuts. When so we people, were young. Yeah. So, people when who don't teenagers. know this, like from outside of Ireland, let's say, Ireland is lovely now, it's really peaceful, it's really nice, like if you come to Cork now, you're going to have a nice time, you will not have any problem, with anyone, and this is 100%, they're not even messing, like Cork is probably, it got voted the nicest city in the world, to visit, Yeah, Uh, uh, Lonely Planet, so it was in the top 10, so, with that saying, if you go back, I'm 35 now, so if you go back, Let's go back 30 years. I can go way back and it's even worse. 30 years, you've got beating the street that's in car <laughs> you got all these kind of no crazy events. 30 years ago, was there? In I, the was 1980s? Say?
2: 1987? I'd say so, 1990 maybe? Yeah, Jesus, is that long like ago? So. I remember going to when I was
1: over 11. I know,
2: so, but was that 30 years ago? I suppose that was... So, uh, yeah, 25. 25... Not far off, so I suppose so, you're right.
1: So, Jesus. So Cork was different. Yeah. Cork was really different. Um, I grew up in a really nice part of Cork, uh, Black Rock. And Black Rock's lovely. Like, and Mahan was right next to Cork, Black Rock. It's a lovely part of Cork. But, uh, you know, it would be slightly rougher. And, um, but you know, it's so, such fucking great times with all that. And then you end up... With, been buddies with half the people you were problems with when you were growing up, which is hilarious. Yeah. But I've got some mad stories, and I'm gonna start with one story. Alright? And this is with a guy that I know, you know. And that's all we're gonna say. Right? Yes. Yeah. And Jim. Jim, we're gonna call him Jim. Alright. <laughs> so Jim is with his girlfriend anyway. And he's out both And they're in the garage. And he comes out of the garage and there's this guy giving him hassle he's all like staring at him and he's up in his face I no mean, actually he wasn't up in his face he was actually more like getting into a car so this is 100% true this happened like this happened in Carl. um this yeah happened. I remember this, it this happened about 20 years ago and, I remember
2: uh, it. we were kind of in our,
1: in so, our so, early 20s Yeah, so, he, so, so let's say Jim anyway he's outside this petrol station and The guy is like, yeah, you're going to get it. So next, Jim gets into the car with his girlfriend. They're like, whatever. So as they're driving up the hill, um, away from the petrol station, this guy pulls up with another guy in the car driving, and they're waving uh, machete machete swords at him. And the the machete swords, they're waving the swords out the windows of the cars. And uh, the man, anyway, Jim is like, oh, my God. Take a left here, so they went down a left, and they took a right, and they kind of kept going along these kind of roads that are like parks, and like, quite public, you know, you're talking like Douglas and Cork, like city, Cork City, and yeah. they're going through all these places anyway, and eventually, this, motherf- this motherfucker, like... Pulls up behind Jim and his missus behind like a speed bump. So like she gets trapped behind the car. There's a speed bump behind her. She kind of panics. Car cuts out. They ram up behind them. Packed right up behind. No, they didn't, they didn't ram them. Yeah, they they, they br- up. Parked up behind them. Jumped out. One guy smashed the windscreen right with a baseball bat. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and, and you wouldn't mind like Jim. The buddy, you no, know, time was real name, But Jim was. Only young, like his girl. His girlfriend was only just driving, so she was probably seventeen. He was, he might have been seventeen as well, like sixteen maybe. And uh, I it was a bit old, right? Sir,
2: I think it was like nineteen. Nineteen maybe. Eighteen, nineteen. I'd yeah. say nice. Yeah, right. I think it was. Yeah.
1: Be careful now if you say any names. Oh, no names.
2: Nah, your first, I can see
1: your affairs. I can worry. see you saying it. No, I won't. I won't. <laughs> I'm joking. I can see you Yeah, yeah, it's, it's good. It doesn't matter. I know, yeah. You can feel the worry in Duggan's voice if it. he's going to say a wrong or not. I can feel the worry in Duggan's eyes. But, uh, I'm good. Yeah, but anyway. Sorry. Carry on. Jim gets the baseball bat crashed across. One guy who's like a man smashes a baseball bat across the thing. The other guy, then, who's the big issue with the whole problem, is like in his 30s. he, he The other guy was like a big, fat, hairy guy, um, kind of like in his 40s. The younger guy starts, only they smashed the, the, the driver's window as well. So he starts sticking the machete knife in the window of where Jim is. And Jim is up on the seat and he's like, ah! And he's up on top of his missus kind of protecting her, but also protecting himself, like, yeah. you know, he's probably just, so what ends up happening is he gets stabbed with the top of the machete, which is about three, two inches, two and a half inches, into, underneath his nipples, so basically just, just missed his heart, and then he also got stabbed uh, underneath his neck, All right. so, um it's crazy, yeah, so basically, like uh, uh, th- these crazy dudes, they, they got back into their cars, and they drove on, and they were gone, like, you know, and they'd, um, poor old Jim, like, had to go to the hospital. His missus was panicking and there blood everywhere. And it was, she, she she raced him into the hospital and they stopped. And he was, he was seen straight away and all this. And he was fine. And uh, from the gist of the story, this is where it gets really interesting. Like, that sounds mad, mm. but this is actually the full story. Like, so what happens next is... Jim goes full psycho, like, Jim's not having this at all, like, this guy's a bit of a head, he's, he's a, he's a kind of a, he's in his thirties, but he's, turns out he's a bit of a drug dealer, and, like, Jim's all about training, he's fit. Jim, but Jim's a martial artist as well, like, you don't want to fuck with Jim, like, he's legit, you dig your head, clean off. he'll kill you, like, and, uh, <laughs> so that was the problem, like, that was the issue, like, we knew, like, this guy was a was, was a bit of a head no one really wanted to store any problems but here meantime he was after stabbing Jim like and you know Jim had a full crew of buddies who were totally at his back at least 20 of them uh, and said so they didn't want this to happen to Jim and if Jim wanted to do something about it everyone was cool for doing something to this guy or getting Jim alone with him okay yes. that was all he wanted and everyone agreed with Jim once Jim didn't stab him. Yes. That's a fair enough that was uh, fair thing. That fair enough, yes. So we all had it, like, you know, there was a bit of a thing, I'm not saying that I was there or anything on thing, but there was points and there was things said. I'd be worried about you though yeah, yeah. <laughs> But there was points and there was things said, and basically the agreement was that if Jim needed his friends to, uh, to be there, that they'd be there to drop a hat, and that uh, from now on he was deciding when it was going to happen, and that he was going to catch this guy, uh, you know, wherever he was. And he was going to go one-on-one with him. And he was going to take him out, knock him out, whatever. And uh, your man, oh yeah, he was going to do it with his fists. And your man wouldn't stand the chance uh, of stabbing him because he was going to do it like this. And uh, that was going to be the end of it. Yeah. That was the end of it. Old school, cork, this is the story. Badass. So um, so that's it anyway. So, so basically the guy I'm talking to, man, he's sitting on his bed. He's at home. And he's like, his phone rings, man. Who is it? Jim. He's like, what's up? He's like, hey, man. He's like, what are you up to? Sunday. He's like, chilling. Just chilling on the bed. He's like, what are you up to? He's like, Phew. listen, I, I hope you don't mind me saying this now. Jim says, this says, is what? That um, guy. Okay. He, uh, he says, what? He says, I might need you today. So... Man, in the bill says. All right, so that's the story. So Jim, anyway, <coughs> basically runs up the troops in about an hour. Got to, This is how the story goes. Got yeah. everyone together. Park small, you can ring a couple of people. And uh, I think this is back in the days as well where you'd ring a house phone, like a lot. You know, it
2: would have been, I'd right, say. You know, yeah, you yeah.
1: catch someone on the house phone just as fast as the mobile. you yeah. probably. You know, so so Jim had it all down anyway, really quick. There was a couple of cars organized and it was to this part of Cork, this pub. Anyway. Look, let's just say it's in South of Cork, alright? Mm. We're not gonna say anything else. It's not in the north side, it's in the south side. But anyway, this 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 guy is in the pub. He's uh he's drinking and there's someone down there spots him. So Jim gets a text. That's how he knows your man's there. Alright. Now it's been about two or three months later jim's after healing like the scares are you know he's not he's not wounded anymore he's strong he's ready he's planned out what he's going to do he's ready for this guy so turns out small bit of a spanner thrown in the works when the boys were on the way into the pub uh just there was two car loads of them and i think it added up to 10 people and when they went into the pub your man's brother Bad guy's brother was there as well. Mm. And no one knew this beforehand. And his brother was a bit of a tough dude, like big, strong. So about five of the ten just went over to this guy as he was ordering a pint. And actually surrounded him, and he didn't even know like (laughs) how badass is that. So basically, this guy who stabbed Jim. His only way out in the bar of taking any of the guys out who were going in to do the job was now going to be taken out as well if he <laughs> stepped out of line. So we knew your man's only backup in there was his brother. The, 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 the guys, you know? Yeah. So whatever happened, the, four, the five guys, I think it was four guys, surrounded him at the bar. He ordered a Heineken. The lads ordered a Heineken as well. As he ordered a Heineken, right next to him. <laughs> and as all that was going on, Jim was about 20 feet away, over by the window of the, let's see, you walk into this big barn, there's a couple of windows. He's over by one of the windows, but the bad guy who stabbed him, the motherfucker, he, he gets wind that Jim's after coming in. Right? Mm-hmm. And he's like there, and he's like, you know, he probably knows at know, this stage, he knows at this stage that there's something happening, If like something's going to happen, you know. He yeah. stabbed this guy, like, you know, your man's a bit of a martial artist, he doesn't take shit, he's got loads of friends who care about him, you know, they're all bad motherfuckers. No one gives a fuck what this dude is up to, if he's a druggie or not, they don't yeah. care. And they, so this guy gatches out, and he's like to Jim, hey man, what's up? He shakes his hand, he's like, yo, yo, what's up, Jim? Uh, yo, what's happening? So he said, to jim he goes we go outside and have a chat so jim goes yeah okay so it was like it was a real good greeting out of yeah. your man he wasn't aggressive to jim mm-hmm. so jim obviously planned out exactly what he was going to do from the fucking second he planned to do this so he shook his hand and yeah. said come on so let's go and as your man tried to pull away his hand to walk away <laughs> He pulled him right into him and bopped him straight <laughs> into the nose. Knocked your man. Oh, call cool. Your man went flying in the air, like up in the air. It landed on the ground. And with the land, he slammed his back of his head. Go on, yeah. Slammed back of his head. Jim stamped on him once, maybe twice. And they, the brother at the bar just literally all clicked. Seeing his brother getting knocked out freaked out, the four boys who had him covered spun him around in circles and just kind of started tripping him off and kind of... Yeah? Yeah, they just kind of wrestled him a bit and and next minute, uh, the whole thing was done in such a way, it was so perfectly organised, the whole thing was done in such a way because of certain people who were there who really cared about the whole situation. Uh, The main guy, Jim, who went in to do what he did, got out first and then the rest of the guys got out last and his... Brother was just confused standing there, he didn't know what to do. Like, <laughs> imagine that. What? And then an every one of the guys ran into the two cars and were gone out of the area in about 20 seconds. And there was an ambulance call for this bad guy who stabbed him. And the ambulance was uh, brought him in unconscious. And uh, this guy you knows, sucking a half. Yeah. Like. Don't get me wrong. He's had loads Scubby. of fights and loads. Yeah, of, plenty of yeah, bad badass. form yeah. he's a Bad dude. Done bad shoes. Oh yeah, bit of a house thief and all that kind of yeah. stuff. You know, I, I'm not saying oh I know that for fact, but I'm just saying, you know, these guys were serious heads. Like, so, Jim was pretty badass even to think about doing this. Not alone mm. going ahead with it. Yeah. And he went ahead and he did it. Like and and, and then to make it even funnier, after it all. Jim was like, "Oh my God, what am I after doing? I'm after hearing this guy you now is connected to Limerick, Limerick gangs, and all this kind of stuff." And for sure, it was all bullshit. Yeah. None of it was even true. What actually happened was your man went to hospital, woke up, told everyone who was talking from there on in he deserved it, and he didn't want any of it. Really. So he basically never told anyone really, he I'd just, say, what he did he knew what to Jim yeah. with the knife that night with the girlfriend and all that. But he just, he got knocked out by Jim, cold in a pub, Sunday afternoon, not even knowing what was happening. Probably knew it was coming. Yeah. But I'd say I didn't expect Jim to be so tough because Jim was a kid, like. Yeah. This guy was a man. Probably thought he could and, uh, shimmy his way over us, you probably know, with he... the handshake and everything. Yeah, and then, you know, a bit boink. of a gangster thing, maybe. Yeah, no respect shown. So, yeah, yeah. So, um, hats off to Jim, standing up to like the bullies in life. Yeah. You know, and uh, that's our story. That's, like that's our story from growing up, and that's a fact. That's a real that's story. A fact.
2: Real story. That's what. That's what kind real of was life like.
1: that was like late teens in Cork. So these are our friends and people we've we've known, and stories we can share. With uh, fictional names. Jim is not his name.
2: But <laughs> Jim Jim. Jim. I always use the name Jim Jim. Jim program. Jim. What's his name? Jim Jim. Jim Jim, yeah.
1: Know, it's just a nice ring to it. But yeah, and then, you know, when when all that is said and done, you know, we're supposed to just make sure everything flows. And I can tell you one thing that about, about flowing is what we're up to at the moment with the Muay Thai, and we're loving the flow that it has us in and uh, we're going to finish up with this lovely floor tune yeah and it's a nice tune to do a bit of running on a bag shadow boxing and do a lot of kind of cool stuff you now with tunes at the moment kind of trying to use the power of the music and just, yeah, yeah. this stuff going. we uh, just gonna kind of feel it and This music
2: is the Wilby's as well, by the way. And, yeah. the, and the intro was. so yeah. Uh, good
1: buddies. So it's great to be able to play them. We covered them in podcast five, the music podcast. So we're just gonna sail this one out, and we're gonna turn it off there for you. Woo-hoo! Yeah.
3: Out, and it away. It this is
0: wow. Oh yeah. <laughs> the boys are back. The boys are back.
2: <laughs>
0: 2018, they're bringing
3: big, big things. <laughs> uh, bah, 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 bah.